Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. On 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, it's a tremendous Friday right here in Duval. It's great to have you with us. Alongside the incomparable J.J. LaSalva, I am the truth teller, Rick Ballou, fired up, ready to go. Yeah, I've blown it out all week. I mean, really from the toes up. Um, totally, absolutely uh, disgusted by the performance a week ago. But something happened, and I don't know if I just... It was as simply as, and I got up early today. I think I was up at 10.30 on this Friday. So I don't know if I rolled out of bed in, you know, it was the right side of the bed. I don't know if that was it or if I actually had a dream last night about something or if it's simply the fact that Tennessee has six guys that are out, including three on their defense, who are playing outstanding football. Okay, you look at Denito, uh, Denico Autry, he's got seven sacks. You look at which leads Tennessee in getting to the quarterback uh, as far as the sack statistic is concerned. Their leading overall tackler is David Long. He's got 86 on the year out. Their best corner is not going to be able to play in this football game in Christian Fulton. So you take three of their better players. They still have Jeffrey Simmons, who's a top five defensive tackle. In the National Football League, we know that, we get that. When Bud Dupree is on, when Bud Dupree is healthy, he is certainly a difference maker. But I just, I feel it today. It's been a crazy year. It really has. They're two most difficult games, in my opinion, this year were in L.A. and in Philadelphia. And we saw what they did to the Chargers. They just totally dismantled them. And you go back, you know, they... We've, we've been told week after week after week that it is a learn-from-it scenario, right? Lesson learned. Well, the lesson learned in Philadelphia, up 14 nothing, electing not to kick a 51-yard field goal in difficult conditions and going forward on fourth and two, and that became the first fumble for Trevor Lawrence on a day in which Jacksonville would turn the ball over five times. They still played with Philadelphia. I think they've heard this, and it's been a weird year where it feels like every week there's a streak, and that's not going to continue. They lose here tomorrow, that'll be nine in a row. All right, they've lost nine out of ten overall. They've lost five straight, but as we know, they haven't won out there in that building since 2013. That doesn't change next week. Here comes the Dallas Cowboys. You just found out last week in Detroit. Jacksonville has now gone 20 games in a row without knocking off an NFC opponent. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the streaks. We're going to hear about it again once they get with Houston, the horrible Houston Texans. They've won what now? Nine in a row? 
against Jacksonville. It's pathetic. It's awful. I mean, there's no way to not say that. Uh, but I do. I, I, I feel tonight like this is going to happen Sunday at 1 o'clock. So I am calling right now for the major upset by the Jaguars. And there's more good news. The big toe of Trevor is good. It is better. He worked out today. He was quoted as saying after practice, I feel good. And that's all you need. That's all you need on this Friday. So, um, you know, I put it on Twitter about three hours ago. There's been a lot of response. A lot of people think that I, um, that, that this is, uh, you know, this is sarcasm. And, and obviously I have been known to go that way. Uh, with certain routes, it's not. My, my picks mean too much to me to go sarcastic with something as important as that. Others have been like, Baloo, what's wrong with you? Are, are you already after the Irish whiskey? You've told us forever you never drink before you go on the air. And that is true. I have never had a sip before I have gone on the radio. Others have asked, Uh, Are you on drugs? Uh, Well, of course. And I always answer that question like this. It is not a scenario where there are drug tests offered here or that are mandatory at 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It is a drug requirement to work here. Okay? So, of course, that is the situation. But I just feel it today. I really do. And, And that's what's crazy about this football team is you don't really know what to expect. There are times where they can play with anyone. I mean, you could be trailing 17 nothing against Oakland and come back. You could be trailing 20 to nothing against Kansas City and come back. You could be down, it was only 6 nothing, but if it wasn't for a couple of drop passes two Sundays ago here against Baltimore, you're down 14 nothing in that game. You were down 23 at Detroit, I mean, this football team has found, with the exception being Detroit, this team has found ways to come from behind. Now, by the way, that's alarming to me because I just mentioned being up 14 nothing in Philadelphia, getting that lead early in Los Angeles. And for Jaguar fans, you can think back, doesn't matter who the coach has been, doesn't matter who the quarterback has been, doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator has been, doesn't matter if the game has been in Duval, London, or anywhere else on the road. The Jaguars have really started slowly for year after year after year. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they averaged less than eight points a year ago in the first half. First eight games of the season, Jacksonville ripped that apart and started scoring in the first quarter, started scoring on their opening drive, started scoring in the first half. That has gotten away from them as of late. I, I would not recommend that being the strategy coming up on Sunday. You, you better get after it fairly quickly. Uh, this is a Tennessee team that runs the ball well and does a great job defending the run. Here's what will surprise you. We haven't said this in the last six years. They're actually far better at defending the run than they actually are running the football. Derrick Henry is a superman. Derrick Henry is also human. In the last three weeks, actually the last month, his average per carry is 3.1 yards. If Jacksonville can hold Derrick Henry to uh, 3.1 
per carry, I love their chances of winning this football game. Now, of course, he's right down the road from Yulee, and there's something about Henry, whether it's there or here, where he seems to play his very best against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, you can go back a few weeks ago, outside of the top three, maybe four quarterbacks in the league, the only other guy that you would put out there and say he's got a possibility of winning an MVP would have been Derrick Henry. But to me, that would have been, you know, through October, maybe after the first week of November. It's kind of gotten away from him a little bit as of late. And they are really struggling when it comes to moving the football and putting up points. This is not a great offense. Let me give you these numbers. As a matter of fact, we're going to head out uh, to Tennessee here in just about 12 minutes. And uh, Teron Davenport does a fantastic job with ESPN covering the Tennessee Titans. I, I get him on quite a bit whenever we break down this game. He's our first guest. We're going to get the very latest now on the injuries and and you know plugging in other players and, and just overall what his thoughts are. Because I, I want you to remember this about Tennessee. They've also lost two in a row. Okay, and no, Jacksonville hasn't lost two in a row. Jacksonville is actually, what, two and two in their last four. Tennessee's lost two straight. They lost two straight against very good teams, though. Okay, they let one get away against Cincinnati 2016. Then they were blown out last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, But this is an important game for them. The way that I look at Tennessee, and I've said it all week, and I, I honestly feel like this is one of the first times that I have ever said something like this in the NFL. I, I've said it many times in college football or many times in college basketball, excuse me, particularly early because maybe you feasted on some non-conference teams and your record was better than what I actually believe the team was. That's how I feel about Tennessee. I think they're worse than their 7-5 and five record. And again, I don't think I've ever, see, ever said that ever about an NFL team. Last week at this time, you know, bragging about a couple of four and seven teams where I thought Jacksonville was better than four and seven. I, I was wrong. They're now four and eight. I thought Detroit was better than four and seven. Okay. I was right. They, uh, they are now five uh, and seven. But with this team, Tennessee, you just look at them as far as their health, it does not support it. Their quarterback, it does not support it. The numbers are awful. I mean, I don't care which way you can spin things here. I mean, it's bad. Listen to this. Let's get to this offense. They're 29th in the NFL overall in yardage, okay? They're 26th in points, 18.3 points a game. Can Jacksonville score 19 points in Tennessee? Is 19 good enough to win it? I've heard others say, oh, expect a shootout this weekend. Oh, expect this game to go over the 41. I, I don't know. I, I feel right now like if you gave me 21, if you said to me right now, 21, take it or leave it, I'd take it. I think 21, what do you feel about that? I think 21 points wins this game on Sunday. Am I crazy? Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I don't think the Titans have that in them. Um, how many did they score last week? Four, uh, was it and 10? So not even it was 10 any, last in, week. in garbage time. Right. 21 wins this football game. Uh, it was 10 last week, and I, I want to say 16 the week before. In the, exactly. So they've scored 26 points in their last two weeks. Both losses. That's an average of, what, 20, that's an average of 13 a game. 
in their last two weeks. They're 30th with their passing offense, and again, injured. They are missing their young stud wide receiver. He he is not going to be able to play in Traylon Burks. They're also missing C.J. Board. So, you know, Robert Woods is going to become uh, Ryan Tannehill's go-to guy, and I want to say he's got about 33 receptions on the year. He's been a little bit nicked up at times, uh, but their passing offense doesn't scare anyone. The, the way that Tennessee wins is Derrick Henry is lathered up. Derrick Henry is having a monster day, and then all of a sudden we understand that Jacksonville is terrible in coverage right now, particularly with their linebackers, and if you have not heard, Chad Moon is not going to go, so this is another opportunity for Devin Lloyd. Maybe the light goes on on Sunday. How encouraging would that be, win or lose for the team? If Devin Lloyd shows up, maybe a week off or with you know a significant amount of reduced snaps, uh, I'm not. You'd be crazy to give up on Devin Lloyd at this point. Don't make that mistake because I'm talking to a bunch of people who gave up on Tyson Campbell last year at this particular time. Although with Campbell, it felt like it was seven or eight games, and then something happened, and instead of hitting the rookie wall, he played much better in the second half of the season. It's been a confusing year with Devin Lloyd where he started off really hot. He is flatlined, but don't give up on him. I mean, that's crazy. He's a 24-year-old man. Yeah, he's, it's kind of crazy to believe that he's actually a year older than Trevor Lawrence, who's in the league for his second year. Trevor just turned 23, what, a month ago, six weeks ago? But anyway, um, that's ridiculous. Uh, this doesn't look like a Taven Bryan, Caleb on chase on, C.J. Henderson. R.J. Soward, Matt Jones, Reggie Williams, Derrick Henry, Dante Fowler, Luke Jokel. Doesn't look like one of those mistakes, okay? I could go on. I mean, I really could, but I won't because I'm kind on this Friday. Don't give up on Devin Lloyd, but that's how Tennessee wins. Well-oiled Derrick Henry, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's second and two from the 38. They ha- no, it doesn't go to Henry. Play action, Tannehill to Woods for 16 yards. That's where they get you. If the run works, play action can smack you. And that is how Tennessee is going to be able to win this football game. All right, a lot of interaction coming up over the next couple of hours. As always, the best way for you to get a hold of us is on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, that number is 641-1010. I even looked at the latest numbers. They don't support anything I'm saying. Tennessee is 6-0 and zero this year against the spread against teams with losing records. Jacksonville's four up, eight down. Let's see, that would be a losing record. Tennessee is 8-2 and two against the spread over its past 10 games. Mm-mm. That's not a good trend. Tennessee has covered eight of its past 10 games against Jacksonville. They've won 9 out of 10 outright, but they've covered 8 out of those 10. So it's not as if they're just winning. They're slaughtering. What are you doing, Blue? How the hell are you picking Duval? Finally, Jacksonville. Here's their number. You ready? 1-5 against the spread on the road this year. <laughs> I got to believe that, that one victory came when they won in Los Angeles. It, it would have to be. So there you go. That's the data. I use the data. I'm not spinning the data. 
I, I've got a gut feeling. The good guys go in. The good guys come home with a W. All right, comments to get things rolling tonight. Brought to you by the good friends over at Schmunez Vision. I actually had someone walk up to me last night at our remote and ask me about Schmunez Vision. You're like, you serious about this? And I'm like, bro, why would I lie, okay? Why would I go forward with something? I mean, there's, there's plenty of vision places in town that would love to have me brag about them, about the surgery that they performed eight years ago during a normal eye checkup. It wasn't one of those deals where I was on the golf course and I thought I was 130 yards away and I was really 180 yards away and I left it short and I was going to blame my eyes. Uh Uh-uh. My eyes, I thought, were perfect. I just went in for a sit-down. He's like, bro, you need surgery tomorrow. I'm like, let's do this. Under the knife, went in, came out, no setback. Spent eight years perfectly healthy. That could be an issue with you right now, okay? You only have one set of eyes, and we often overlook our eyes. It's getting dark right now, right? Or perhaps it already has gotten dark. You know what it's like driving at night. You know what it's like when you try to read at night. Your eyes are strained. You got to put the readers on. Then your kid's yelling at you. You got to take the readers off so you can see what he or she is trying to do. This is a simple process. You could be a candidate for laser eye surgery. You could have issues with your cataract, all right? Cataract problems. You, you may not need cataract surgery. It could be simply, uh, you know, medicine or whatever it may be. It's, it's a variety of different things that are all part of what they do, and it's why they're the best at Schmunez Vision, a family organization that I absolutely believe in. Call them today, 299-2906, or log on to SchmunezVision.com. Care you can see. All right, we're busy here over the next two hours. We on YouTube tonight, JJ. We are on YouTube. All you yeah. got to do is go to Tencent XL's YouTube page, give us a click, give us a listen, share with your friends. All right. Yeah, what did I say? The next time the Jags win a game, I'm gonna sign. I'm finally gonna sign up on YouTube to interact with our, our listeners. Well, I mean I guess Sunday afternoon. Yes. I mean we do it here all the time on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures and on my Twitter, Blue1010XL, but that's happening next on YouTube. All right, let's go to Nashville, the House of Horrors. Uh, Teron Davenport is next. He covers the Titans for ESPN. He goes into the night with Rick Ballou. Into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, Nashville has been anything but kind to Duval. They have not won out there since 2013. Overall, Tennessee's won five straight in nine out of the last ten against the Jaguars. However, Tennessee is really beaten up. Six guys will not play in this football game on Sunday. The best in the biz when it comes to covering the National Football League and certainly the Tennessee Titans is Teron Davenport with ESPN and ESPN.com. Covering Tennessee, he joins Rick Ballou. Teron, it's been a little bit. How are you? Oh, yeah, it's been a while, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I like that little uh, beat you had. Bring yeah. me in, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, you know, after the show tonight, J.J. and I are going clubbing. So we're, we're, ah, so that's the prep. You're getting ready. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. All right, you know, this is interesting because I was absolutely – I mean, obviously you cover the team and you know what's going on. But I'll tell you, I was shocked when I heard about John Robinson because I'm thinking the guy's won 60% of his games, seven winning seasons, on the verge of winning his third straight divisional title. And I know it happened right after the loss and the whole A.J. Brown situation. But typically when you fire a coach, the team will respond in a certain way. 
How does this team respond Sunday after the general manager is let go? Yeah, I think they respond and play, you know, energized football. And a lot of the guys had a really close relationship with John Robinson. So they naturally spoke to him, whether it be text or actual phone calls. And the message was consistent that he gave the players. And that was go out and win the freaking game. That's that's verbatim what he mm-hmm. told them, you know. So they're going to go out and play. I, I think, you know, regardless, this is a team that hasn't lost more than two games in a row in – I'll say at least three years. Mm-hmm. So when you look at what's what's at stake, what's at hand, you know they want to keep this thing from bullying over into you know a, a more than a multi-game loss streak. So there's also a, a division game, you know. And I talked to Jeffrey Simmons after the uh, the Eagles game, and he said they're right where they want to be. So I, I think they're going to play uh, inspired football on, on Sunday, and even though they're going to be shorthanded. Is this similar to Bill O'Brien and management where Bill got control? Is you know, I is this a Mike Vrabel victory? Do guys play harder now for him, or is that not the case? I think guys play harder for themselves, honestly. Because you look at Jeffrey Simmons, right? This man is playing on a four point five million dollar contract. Uh-huh. Last time I checked, you probably can't find three guys better than him when it comes to interior defenders. But he's getting paid like he's a low-level defender. That's the way things work sometimes with the draft and everything else. But, you know, the fact of the matter is he's playing, and he won't say it, but he's playing to to earn that that big deal. You Mm -hmm. know, so you got guys like that. You got guys like Bud Dupree who's on a a big deal. And, you know, he's playing like, hey, look, man, I got to make sure that I do what I need to do for this team not to release me. And it's not exactly what he's doing, but, you know, these are the things that that these guys – you know, have to do. So I think they're going to play inspired football for themselves more than anything else. And yeah, coach Rabel has done a really good job just putting those emotional deposits with them and, and getting them to want to play for him. But look, man, it's a business. Each one of these guys out there, it's their own company. And that's mm-hmm. how they look. You know, over the last three weeks or so, uh, the average per carry for Derrick Henry has been down. I, I want to say it's yeah. 3.1 and he always has monster games. Here against Jacksonville, is it been down because something's wrong there with with the way that he is getting after it? Has it been the offensive line, or you know, we know last week in the blowout they eliminated the running game. Has that been part of it as well? Yeah, well, you know, Yuli's finest. He'll get a chance, you know, against his home team to get back on track. And when you look at it, it obviously a part of it, you know, you got to put on Derrick Henry. You look at the numbers and say, hey, he's not getting as many yards after contact which is true, but there's always numbers within the numbers, like a game within the game. And if you look at it, basically what's happening is Derrick Henry is getting hit on average over the last four games, none of which he's had 100 yards. He's getting hit on average less than a yard after he gets the football. So when you look at the way the Titans like to do things and you look at a guy that's 6'3", 247, the best thing for him is to get to that fourth or fifth step towards the line of scrimmage, right? So this way you're getting all that big mass rolling and you get momentum. When you have to change direction, start and stop, et cetera, you can't really get that power behind your runs when you're that big. Like He's a build-up speed type of guy, and that's why he's getting tackled early uh, with you know some of those individual uh, tackles. You, know, you go back to the Bengals game, they use the bare front, they cover up the guard center, guard trio, and they let the linebackers just come in and, and wreck havoc. And, you know, you saw 55 and 57 getting shots on Derrick Henry in the backfield. And then 
they blitzed their uh, their nickel and, and Mike Hilton, and that was kind of like the the best thing to do. Then the Eagles last week they just whooped tail up front, and you know when you're having that happen, you can't really run the football because again, like I said, you're getting them before he gets that momentum and gets downhill, and that's a problem for the Titans. So their goal is to just create space, right, and make ways for him to to get to that step, that fourth or fifth one, and and you'll be able to to run through tackles that way. Big matchup coming up in the AFC South on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Jacksonville visits Tennessee. Teron Davenport does an outstanding job covering the Titans with ESPN and ESPN.com. All right, I I would think it's pretty simple for Tennessee. Run the ball, then be able to set up a little bit of play action. But all of a sudden, I mean, the injuries. A couple of guys nicked up on the offensive line, and now with Traylon Burks and and C.J. Board out, is is the latter part of what I said, is is that not going to be, uh, you know, relevant on Sunday? You know, that play-action passing game is really minimized when you take Burks out of there. And I'm not going to say Trey Burks was drafted to replace A.J. Brown because that's just not fair to him. But they wanted him to work a lot of the same concepts. The context, uh, the con- contested catches down the field, right, the play-action strike route, that's something that's really big. You know, that play action across in the middle, you get the linebackers, you know, Devin Lloyd, Chad Mooma, whoever it should be, you know, taking that read step forward and that opens up a, a little bit of space. You strike right over top of them, you catch the ball and get upfield. And that's something that, honestly, outside of Burks, you know, they don't really have a guy that's a legit threat doing that. So they'll definitely be in trouble there. C.J. Board was someone that, you know, he got his first snaps at receiver last week because of other injuries that they had. And then you also look at uh, the punt return aspect. That's really what, what C.J. Board was for. But yeah. I mean, right now, roster-wise, like they have two, they have literally two receivers on the active roster right now because Cody Hollister is on IR. Uh, you know, Traylon Burks has his issue. Um, Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook and Kenny, but they have four that they could pull up from the practice squad. And you got Racy McMath, who, you know, is the, LS, the LSU receiver. Uh, unproven, but he he's definitely a you know height, weight, speed guy. So we'll see what happens. I would imagine he'll get called up, and you know they'll have to work those guys. Wow, this is one of the few teams in the NFL that actually runs the football more than they pass the football. And and by listening to the way you're describing it, it it, it certainly feels like that's going to be the case on Sunday. How about defensively now? I mean, you mentioned Dupree and you mentioned Simmons. Uh, particularly Simmons, an outstanding player, but you lose the guy with the most sacks in Danico Autry. David Long can't play, he leads the team in tackles, and you lose your best corner in, in Christian Fulton. So, And there are other yeah. guys who were nicked up, but three starters unable to play coming up on Sunday. Yeah, that's a major thing. And I'll start with David Long Jr., and uh, he's just fun watching the play. Like, if you could imagine what it looks like for someone to be set on fire and play football, that's him. You know, uh, the emotion and the passion and just uh, all over the place that he plays, I I think that's a good way to describe him. But more importantly, he's the green dot, right? Green dot helmet guy. So you're going to have a new guy relaying the the defense to the rest of the guys in the huddle. Who's that going to be? Do you believe? It's going to be Dylan Cole. Dylan Cole, number 53. Okay. Uh, Veteran. um, He's, I think, a a third-year veteran. Mostly special teams guy, but, you know, he's come in and played well in in spurts. So you'll have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty Rice also, but I mean, you mentioned it, right? Danico Autry, he's been a catalyst for for this defense. And just to put it in perspective, you know, they were all on pace for you know forty plus sacks before he went down two weeks ago. And the last two games that they had, 
they've had three sacks total, and that's kind of unheard of for that D-line. So uh, he, he's wow. definitely valuable. He's like the shoot guy on, on a lot of the stunts and things they do up front. He uh, eats up, you know, the, those one-on-one matchups because the, the double teams are going to Simmons, and not having him is going to be tough, you know. And then you look at Christian Fulton. He's dealt with a hamstring all week, I mean all year rather. Last week he had the groin. Um, it happened on the A.J. Brown touchdown. So uh, you got that, but you know they, you'll see a lot of big nickel with, with three three safeties in there. You know, Monty Hooker, Andrew Adams, and, and Kevin Byard, the best safety in football. And uh, you know that's going to be the look. And then when they go to dime, you'll see Josh Kalu in there. So that's what you could expect. Hmm. Teron Davenport, our guest. All right, Teron, as we wrap things up, what do you make of this team here? What's your <laughs> understanding of of and what do you expect with Jacksonville coming in there on Sunday? Yeah, well, I, I want to see what's going on with, with Trevor Lawrence's toe. I know they're making a custom shoe for him and everything like that, and we'll see what happens. But uh, what I make of this, this Titans team is, you know, they're looking for for a win, right? And, and obviously you're looking for that every week, but this week it's extra important. I mean, you fire your GM, and then you turn around and you lose to, you know, one of the bottom teams in the division. Like, that's a problem. So. I'm looking for them to come out on fire, you know, and, and just try to try to get out to an early start, start this game away, reestablish the run, you know, and that's going to be interesting because Jacksonville is 13th against the run, you know, giving up 113 yards per game. So we'll see what happens there uh, defensively. They're going to, they got to get after the quarterback, whoever that may be. Christian Kirk is having a solid year. You know, Travis Etienne is, you know, has been in and out, you know, but uh, I think they're going to have to really get after this team early, try to put it away quickly and uh you know just kind of salt the game away after you get out to an early lead gonna be an interesting one no doubt about it always a pleasure teron thank you so much uh have a great weekend and we'll do it again soon thank you for sure appreciate you enjoy the game this weekend there he goes teron davenport espn.com covering the tennessee titans this team is ripped apart two wide receivers unbelievable I mean, I haven't. I'll be. I'll raise my hand here. I, I I haven't spent time this week on the Titans practice squad. Uh, maybe I should have. But Burks is out, and Board is out, who's also their return man. So yeah, it's Robert Woods. Remember, he got he got paid, and that's part of the reason why John Robinson is out, right? He 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 paid Clowney. He paid um, certainly. Uh, Bud Dupree, and that hasn't worked. He he made a a bad trade for Julio Jones, and you know Robert Woods is a guy they gave a lot of money to. He's he's on the other side now of thirty. He's got thirty three receptions for three hundred and fifty seven yards and a touchdown. I want to say he missed a couple of games. No, he is not. He's played in all twelve. Okay, so you know, he's caught thirty three balls in twelve games, and he's averaging ten point eight per. Um, so on paper, it looks promising. It does. It obviously this game is not played on paper. And, and here's the point, even though he didn't say it, I could tell, I don't know if you could JJ, but I could tell by talking to Teron Davenport, it doesn't matter how many injuries Tennessee has. He's convinced they're winning at home on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. When you asked him, what do you think about the team here? He chuckled. I'm like, all right, that's all I need to know. 
I like that. After <laughs> yeah. the, you know, I, after the first segment, I was like, in in picks, I'm gonna pick the Jags. After that interview, I'm like, there's no way I'm picking the Jags. <laughs> this show is a battle of emotions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it 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 really is. I mean, did I provide I, fool's gold I just think to get things two started? Crappy teams, you know, and and the Titans, like you said, are not a normal seven and five team, first place in the division team. It's a lot of fool's gold and a lot of injuries. So I could see it happening, but Derrick Henry is not hurt. He is not hurt, and you know he <laughs> he well he was on the Simple report. Uh, let, let me see this again earlier in the week uh, before we hit our break. Uh, Derrick Henry uh, was on the. It was just a. It was just a rest day. That's all it was. Non-injury related. He was limited on Wednesday. They gave him the day off on Thursday, and he was limited today. So he's basically like, um, Forrest Whitaker from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They just fly him in for the games. They, 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 they're like, listen, okay? He doesn't even live here. Here's the deal. Go do what you want to do all week long, okay? Come in once in a while, break a sweat, you know, listen to the team meetings, listen to the game plan. But we're not going to practice you all week. Just, you're the king. Relax right? at home. You're Derek. You're the king. Just get yourself ready for Sunday at 1 o'clock. And that is going to be the case. Again, he has not had 100 yards rushing. In his last four games, he's averaging 3.1 yards a game in his last four games. I'd love to brag about that, but here's the problem, okay? Jacksonville, in their last three ball games, is allowing, uh, let's see, I got it right here. They're allowing 446 yards, okay? That's their average. And they've allowed 40, 27, and 27 points. This is the definition of a get-right game for Derrick Henry. This is a team that scores 18 points a game in Tennessee. 18. You've allowed 40, 27, and 27. The math supports Duval. The numbers support Duval. The trends, not at all. They support Tennessee. Game is not played with that nerd type of data, right? It's played with hearts, and it's played with spit and glue, and it's played with uh, 3.4 yards and a quarter dust right there in the house of Horace. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I just got a text from uh, Derek Trucks coming back into town. I thought he was already back in town. Uh, things wrapped up in Boston. Of course, that's Susan's hometown. Uh, but they stopped off in D.C. last night at the uh, Smithsonian. She grabbed the James Smithson Bicentennial Medal. And see the photo here with it. Pretty awesome stuff. As a child, I was obsessed with the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. I only went one time. I think I was like four or five, but I loved the Indians so much that I screamed and cried and and was like, where are all, I want more Indians. And uh, that's my Smithsonian story. 
So I was hoping Derek's going to play golf tomorrow, but he can't. He won't be back until tomorrow night, but he's going to be around to watch the game on Sunday. Is that? Can I just tell you something? The last time I watched the game. Does that mean you're at his house or he's in the man cave? It's not a man cave. It's a bar. A bar. I hate the man cave. Man cave's yuppie. (laughs) You can't call it a man cave, right? I knew knew you had a name for it. I just. Can't go yuppie. I Um, apologize. Uh. The last time I watched the game with Derek and Susan and the, his entire band, yeah, like Jacksonville destroyed the Los Angeles Chargers. So this is a good sign. Yeah. And by his entire band, you mean like 30 people. Right. And members of Los Lobos was there, too. But and, yeah, that's uh, when they would work. That was the at halftime. They're jamming out. Oh, uh, they were. And then, you know, for a couple of hours after that, that was right before they went to the Beacon Theater in New York to play like six shows. And they they. um because they released this new album in four installments of seven songs, 28 songs. Mm. In four months, they released seven different songs. I like that. Yeah. Like a serial. Oh, yeah. And I, I, he's back for a little bit, and then they're hitting like the entire state except for here. They're going everywhere. I, I, they're like Daytona, Clearwater, Tampa, Orlando, South Florida, Pensacola. I mean, they got seven or eight shows. Just check them out. Just go to Tedeschi Trucks Tour uh, 2023. Or be as cool as Rick and hang out with him this week. Hey, listen, man. He's a Knoll and he's a Jag. What's there not to love? For for the record, Florida State has had a monster week. Okay? I mean, you talk about about killing it. No. Uh, Recruiting-wise... you know, they got a bunch of guys in this weekend. I think they got seven guys in, a couple of tight ends, the corner from U from uh UCF. They got an offensive lineman who's in. Portal but, guys. Yes. Uh you got the the confirmed commitment to return from Jordan Travis, which is absolutely positively enormous. The Heisman Trophy will be given out tomorrow night. Jordan Travis is going to be a preseason Heisman Trophy. Candidate. Uh, Florida State wins against Oklahoma, and I'm petrified by that game because they haven't knocked off Oklahoma since 1965. Uh, they have lost their last five or last six against the Sooners, even though they haven't played in 11 years. Micah Pittman announced that he is returning. Okay. Punt return man, wide receiver. Trey Benson announces that he is going to return. And that one, to me, was a little bit of a surprise. I can think of guys like Devontae Freeman that I figured would have been better off perhaps returning for a senior year and improving his stock. But I, I think at that position, there's only so many touches you're going to be able to get, right? You might as well get paid. There's not a lot of respect for the running back position in the National Football League. There just isn't. And with that said, Seminole fans have to be absolutely beside themselves the fact that Benson announced he is coming back. That's like a 1,300-yard dude. Oh, He's good. Uh, so, um, you know, two of their defensive backs, Jerrion Jones, who played well. Latter, you know, the latter part of the season, he was better than he was earlier in the season. Renardo, uh, Renardo Green struggled a little bit this year. Okay, but, but still, you know, I, it's, it's encouraging. Uh, to bring him back. Uh, the kid Winston Wright, who was supposed to be the best of the receivers, if you look at Johnny Wilson 
and Micah Pittman and all of the transfer wide receivers who came over, Winston Wright, and he had that car accident back in the summer, so he never took a snap. He's going to be able to return, and he has announced that. They get back both linebackers. All right, Tatum Bethune was outstanding this year, and Kalen Deloach, who, you know, a, a, a guy that is a two-way linebacker, he spied the dual-threat quarterbacks, you know, going back to opening day, or I guess it was week two against Jaden Daniels, and whatever quarterback that they took on who was able to, uh, to run it as well as throw it, Kalen Deloach had a monster year. I mean, these are going to be the best linebackers. They were this past year that you would think they'd be even better next year. And, you know, Florida State's 4-2-5 defense that they run. You get back both of those uh, linebackers. Uh, so they've lost a ton. George Wilson, Sidney Williams, Rod Orr, Amarni Gaynor. Amari Gaynor leaves the team with the most tackles. But he didn't even play last year. He couldn't even get on the field. I know he wasn't 100%. He's a legacy. I went to school with his daddy, Herb. I always liked Amari Gaynor. I, I kind of wish that it would have worked out for him. But he graduated. He's going to move on. There's a guy there that you, that, that you pull for. Uh, Keyshawn Helton as well. Jared Jackson. Chambre Jackson. Unfortunately, the highest regarded recruit from the 2021 class, Sam McCall. Uh, kind of a turd. You know, kind of a me guy. And, and Norvell has flushed a lot of them. If you're going to be selfish, it's one thing if you're selfish and you're great. It's another thing if you're selfish and, you know, you're, you're not carrying the weight. You're not able to break the two deep. Uh, you failed as a kick return guy. And, and that's exactly what McCall did. He came in with all the hype and he didn't get the job done. Jamie Robinson's going to leave. He's the only one we know. So they're still waiting on Jared Verse. They're still waiting on Fabian Lovett. My guess is they both go pro. Verse is listed as like a late first-round guy. It's tough to turn down that money. Although, all of a sudden, with winning, Knowles start reaching deeper into their pockets. Knowles start taking the staple out of their wallet. It's all, winning, winning fixes everything, right? There's a real good chance uh, that Fabian Lovett could return. I mean, I, I think Fabian, I, all you got to do is look at the Wilson kid a couple of years ago. You know, in my opinion, he's a day three pick. He's a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. Is, does he improve his stock? Marvin Wilson did not improve his stock. But Marvin Wilson also was a major turd, okay? When you look at Fabian Lovett, they missed him during that three-game losing streak. There's no doubt. They, they missed his body inside. I hope he returns. I, I just I think he's got an opportunity to make some decent money in the NIL uh, scenario. So we'll see what happens there. You know, Johnny Wilson, he's not ready. Johnny Wilson caught 35 balls, for crying out loud. Johnny Wilson drops as many as he catches. Johnny Wilson is not an NFL wide receiver. He doesn't have the speed. Come back to college, Johnny. Come back and work on your craft. Maybe you become a makeshift tight end. Um, you're going to find some money somewhere in God's country. You, you're not ready yet. You, you're just not. You're not physical enough. You're not fast enough. 
and you drop way too many balls. It's it's not a punishment to return to Florida State. They have an opportunity to make you better. Okay? My advice to him is absolutely uh, to return. The only other two they're waiting on is Akeem Dent and Dennis Briggs. I'd be surprised if Briggs goes anywhere. Dent, you know, they replaced him with um, uh, the kid out of Lake City who did a nice job. I think it was, uh, I think it was Robinson. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Sean Robinson, maybe? S-H-O. Uh, but they, he's kind of an underrated glue to the middle of that defense. Uh, in my opinion. Jamie Robinson. Uh, no, Jamie Robinson's the star. He's the star safety, and he's definitely going pro. It's the other kid out of, out of Lake City. Um, I think he's the one who blocked. He might have been the one that blocked the PAT uh, with LSU. I would, I would have to look back on that. Let, let, let me find this real quick. Uh, before I get to the break, just I don't want to do that to you because uh, I I got a special guest coming up that is going to help. Um, we're going to raise some more money. Shaheem Brown. Yeah, Shaheem Brown. That's what I'm thinking of out of Lake City, right? What did yes. I say, Robinson? Yes. Right. What am I talking about? Florida State, right? They're, they're the Seminoles, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, you're a fan, Baloo. Come on, you're a closet gator. Admit it. Everyone knows it. Oh my God, I'm at. First of all. Memorizing college rosters nowadays with ah. the portal is next to impossible. And, and you know what? I hate it. As happy as I am, I hate it. For decades, I knew all 85 Knowles. Right. And I knew where they came out of. I knew their class. This is a totally different world. And Norvell has benefited from it. Mm-hmm. He has done a much better job in the transfer portal than he has done with recruiting. That's going to have to change. Now, I think he's going to have another. I mean, this tight end from South Carolina, this DB from U, uh, UCF, among others that are in this weekend, I think he's going to land a lot of these kids. I, I think he's going to be able to plug in starters. But eventually, you're going to have to get back to recruiting. You're going to have to get back to bringing in 18-year-old high school players. And right now, Norvell has not done a good job there. This will be a better class this year. And he's off to a real good start in 2024. But anyway, a lot to be happy about right now over at Florida State. They, they have been just crushing it the last couple of weeks. All right, Alex Lamb. He is the son of David. He's been a longtime friend of mine. He's got a big event coming up. Let's raise some money for kids. We'll get to those details on the other side. And let's get back to the Jaguars. And if you want to mention anything on Florida State, 641 Ten ten Gator fans, if I didn't get to you, I'd apologize. I won't do that, but I'll tell you to listen to any other show on this station. Into the night with Rick Ballou on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. All right, we're here for another hour. JJ and yours truly, our picks coming up a little bit later on in the program. Unfortunately, our good friend, the Philly Rooster, cannot make it on tonight live from Las Vegas. He is sick. He is under the weather. Instead, Alex Lamb, an old crony of mine, an old guy I used to run and rip with back in the good old days. Docks, in God's country. Doc's Tavern in Tallahassee. Oh. Ricky B, good to see you, babe. Shoot some free throws and yeah. whatever else 
came to mind. How yeah. you been? Doing great, buddy. Doing of course, great. Alex been here forever. He's the son of uh, uh, of David Lamb and and um, Santa Lamb. How long is uh, what's it been now? Like 20, 25 years? This this Saturday, this next Saturday, not tomorrow, but next Saturday, we're holding our twenty first wow. Santa Lamb shopping spree for kids. It's the David Lamb Foundation. Dad started it obviously a long time ago with a couple of his buddies. Yeah, and um, it, the story goes back to when pops grew up. He didn't have much. His, his mom and dad didn't have much, and I think Christmas was kind of bare for the, for him and his brother and his sister uh, back in the day. And then so when he had a little coin in his pocket, you know, he remembered those tough times, and he wanted to help out others that might be going through some. Uh, you know, difficult times around the holidays. And, and so he started the foundation. We started the shopping spree to help out some kids have a little extra Santa. And we're having it next Saturday at the Regency uh, Walmart Superstore. You know, I, I, I think you have to become an adult to witness this. And I, it probably first comes to mind when you're, when you're watching your kids and how they are. But there's something about it when you get older in life. It feels better to give oh, than absolutely. receive. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. You want to see the joy in the face. Uh, one of my kids got one of his big Christmas presents last year, you know, and it was oh, yeah? fantastic. I mean, you just can't wait to see him open and see what they're going to get. You got a car. Yeah. I mean, you got to use car for crying out loud. He's and, that old? Well, my, my three kids, my three kids, Rick, are 24, 18, and 17. I got a so 21 and 17. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly what you're crazy, saying. man. What yeah. happened? I look at you. I don't know. They I, don't talk to me anymore. I don't. I don't know. I Are you kidding me? I look at you. I'm gonna go kick them back like 1990, man. Let's go. Let's go. I've sword. always been that way. It's like, listen. I, I always used to say, it, I don't mind getting older. I just didn't want my little girls yeah. to get older. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, it's but crazy. um, so uh, you know, this thing you've given out thousands and thousands over the 21 years. It, it's something that um, yeah, it's probably a little north of half a million dollars. I you know really? that we've raised and given out. Um, and again, you know, and all the charities are great. We do ours a little bit different. Uh, the biggest difference for us is we actually give the kids a $100 gift card yeah. so for them to go into Walmart and shop for themselves. Oh, okay. So we don't, you know, and, and there's a lot of them that collect toys and things like that. But we just decided a long time ago, or my dad, I should say, decided a long time ago uh, that he didn't just want to give boys a Tonka truck and a Nerf gun and girls a Barbie doll and a playhouse, you know, because right. maybe they're not into that. Uh, you know, who knows? So, uh, and when we came up with a dollar figure, because originally, because he said, I want every kid to be able to come in and get a bicycle if that's what they want to do. And, you know, so yeah. you can ride a bike outside. And um, so anyway, the, it's evolved through the years, but we, we let the kids shop for themselves. So it's a little bit different that way. 100% volunteer organization. The only bills we have, we have to pay an accountant to do our you know paperwork every year. And we pay a little bit for some postage and some envelopes so we can mail out letters to previous donors. But other than that, it's a 100% volunteer organization. All the money donated goes back to the kids. Uh, that's That was Dad's MO and mission mission statement, you know, from day one. Uh, he didn't want to have anybody, you know, on staff collecting a salary, an office, you know, paying somebody rent, what have you. So we're really proud of that fact that the money all goes back to the kids except for some very minor expenses, maybe five or $600 a year. And uh, people can help out. Uh, they can go to the website. There's a link there to donate if you'd like to help out. It's SantaLamb.org, and Lamb obviously has two M's. All right, it's uh, I have it pulled up right now. Santa Lamb is uh, as Alex said, all one word. Santa L A M M dot org, and there is a device here where you can point click, and that is how you can donate for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and we're real close to this year's event. We're we sh- we're looking to have north of 250 kids. Uh, you know, years prior we had 300, 350 or so. We had some pretty big numbers, big crowds at the at the at the location, and it was fantastic. 
COVID hit in 2020, the numbers got reduced a good bit, and we're, we're slowly yeah. building back up to those numbers, so we're happy to get north of 250 kids next Saturday, but we're always collecting money because we're always wanting to have funding for next year's event and uh, so we can go in it and, and have an idea where we stand. Santa Lamb coming up again. It'll be a week from Saturday? Yeah, a week from tomorrow. It's next Saturday, the 17th, at the uh, Super Walmart in the Regency area. All right, Alex Lamb, our guest. Go to SantaLamb.com. How is David? I had, I had him on in the early part of the season – I'm embarrassed. I haven't talked to him now in probably seven or eight weeks or so. How, how's David doing? Pops is all right. He's still, yep. you know, he's still doing his thing. He he's moving around, which is the most important part. He doesn't get there very fast. He's not going to get in any foot races. His forty time now is about a day and a half. Right. But uh, he, he, he's quicker than Cam Robinson if they put him at left tackle. But <laughs> maybe equal. Maybe equal. you know. I was in Detroit by the way last Sunday for that Lions game. I saw that 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 show <laughs> personal up close and personal. Uh, what a trip that was. But, hey, it was pretty cool. Uh, Ford Field was fantastic, Oh, it's a great stadium, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've talked to you here in the last month or so. Told Did you, you come to Windsor? That's what you should have done. No, no. I had, I had my wife and my, oh, and my one of my kids Give me, me back the good old yeah, lamb days yeah, when, exactly. when you and I got thrown out of double doors in Pittsburgh yeah. at a gentleman's <laughs> club back in, what, 1996, 90, Yeah, yeah, about that time. Wow. Exactly. They take us back to those days. Yeah. But I did go catch uh, – you know this. I've been talking the last few weeks – uh, I've really gotten turned on to the NHL, man. I'm oh, digging this sport. Awesome. I went to some games, uh, you know, with my business, uh, one of my businesses. I was traveling to Vegas a lot back at the beginning of the year, and the Knights happened to be playing. Nothing else to do but drink and gamble and keep drinking and keep That's gambling. That's an event, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it takes them like 45 minutes to take the ice. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. They put on a fan- really good show out there. So I bought some tickets, went, just kind of like something to do, and fell in love with it, man. And uh, it's fantastic. So even last weekend – it turned out the Golden Knights were playing the Red Wings on Saturday night. Wow. So I went to Little Caesars Arena Saturday, went to Ford Field on Sunday. So it was a great sports weekend. Had a blast. By the way, both facilities are fantastic. Ford Field, I was blown away. Uh, it was, so it was a really cool deal, even though the Jaguars got hammered. The former Jacksonville Lizard King coach, Bruce Cassidy, who was fired last year in Boston. I did yeah. not support that move. Actually went in there this past week and snapped Boston's 14-game home win streak. They began the year 14-0. and zero. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm telling you. They beat you. them in a shootout. Yeah, exactly. Top of the fifth. Right. See, yeah. I know, I'm telling you, I'm following it. And because I went to Vegas and saw a few games out there, I kind of latched onto the Golden Knights. I got the package now and watch them. So, I did see that Brett Bruins game. Such a good sport. Yeah, it's fun. I'm going to watch tonight. Bruins drop the puck on the West Coast at, at, at 930. All right, give us a minute apiece. What, what do you make of this 4-8 Jaguars stand? Well, I mean, it's it's been super frustrating. Uh, you know, there's no doubt they should have a couple more wins than they do. Uh, they go out and beat Baltimore, and everybody on the radio, all the guys here on 1010XL, and I'm, I'm right there included in with the group, thinks, hey, maybe they're turning the corner. Maybe we can make a late-season run. And then just to go embarrass themselves in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think people were taking Detroit too lightly. The, yep. the Lions have been a better team than their record. They've been a better team than people think, and they've been pretty hot lately. So I did think it was going to be a big shootout, and there's no way I thought the Jaguars were going to score 14 points, and that'd, that'd be it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it's super frustrating season. But, you know, th- I think the biggest disappointment, early in the year I thought the defense was going to be really good, mm-hmm. and they've turned out to be really bad. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's the uh, biggest part for me is the defense just in the pass rush. Josh Allen, I've been saying this for two or three years, he's, not a, he's average at best. That's that's it, and everybody, you know, when they say our best player on the team is Josh Allen, well, that's why we're a losing franchise because he's average at best, and then Trayvon obviously has been, uh, you know, not worth the number one pick. 
JJ, you one of David, Lund, uh, David Lamb's sons as well? Because you have the exact same opinion as Alex. <laughs> I oh, could yeah? be. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen him in so long. I missed him. Yeah, yeah uh, we do as well. All right, a minute on our alma mater, Florida State, and also all the players who have announced this week that they're returning. Well, you know, you and I were talking about it just before I, we, we came back on here. Jordan Travis is the key. You know, I've, I've always thought since, uh, since I've been an adult and did radio back in the 90s, what have you, there's, what is there, 15? 20, 25 programs in college football that are actually trying to win a national championship. Yeah. They have funding towards it, that they have they, they spend money on coaches, they spend money on facilities, whatever. There's 15 or 20, right? That yeah. do it. And none of those teams... And out of those 15 to 20, there's only eight or nine who legitimately have a chance. Yeah, okay. But my point is to that is you're only going to go as far as the quarterback takes right. you. If you're one of those top 20 programs or top 15 programs, if you, get, if you find the right quarterback, you get lucky there, you have a chance. Jordan Travis gives the Knowles a chance. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's funny, though, when Willie Taggart wouldn't put him in and he finally got his first chance with two years ago in Boston College. Uh, he takes immediately takes off and runs two 80-yard touchdowns or, or lengthy touchdowns, what have you. But look at how he's developed into a passer. So with Jordan Travis, that announcement's the big one for the Knowles, for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is, And, you know, that game will be interesting. I have that night off. I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go to Orlando. Maybe we should load up the car, load up a cooler. <sighs> And head, head down 95 You know, the girlfriend's an Oklahoma grad. You know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, leaving her back. Okay. <laughs> if you and I are going definitely. <laughs> there's no way. No way. Yeah, we need no to go. I, it's been a while since we've seen a game together. So let's uh, let's plan on that. I know I, I, I know that, you know, we, we got some buddies that will make that a hell of a good time. No question about it. One more time. It's a week from Saturday, the event. But tell our listeners about Santa Lamb and how they can donate here for kids. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is the focus is on military families. Uh, we, we have several agencies that we support with the David Lamb Foundation and the Santa Lamb Shopping Spree, Five Star Veterans, Mayport, guys out there at Mayport, Beam, Beaches Habitat, Daniel Kids. So there's several, and, and, a, and a couple of others, but there's several agencies we support uh, again, all the money goes back to the kids. You can go to the website, Santa Lamb, that's two M's, L-A-M-M, SantaLamb.org. There's a button there you can click and donate if you'd uh, like to help out and uh, help some kids here in the area. You know, 21 years into it, again, the community's been fantastic in supporting it, um, but we could always use some more uh, help. And there's certainly kids out there and families out there, uh, you know, who sometimes run across a, a tough time and need a little extra at Christmas, and we're happy to help out. Outstanding. I'll continue to mention this uh, next week. Always good to see you, Alex. Thanks. Thanks, Ricky B. There he goes, Alex Lamb, and that is with Santa Lamb in their 21st year. Again, just go to Santa Lamb, all one word, org. Coming up next. JJ, you did not have a good week, brother. Are we at the point it's now where I got a month, dude? Uh, in general, like well, a, rough, a rough couple months. You're like me. you're like King Henry. You, you've had a bad month, but you have Get an opportunity to snap time, out yeah. of it on on Sunday. Are we at the point yet where I need to go first, giving you an option <laughs> to, well, to come? I know that I'm picking the Titans and you're picking the Jags, so we're at least different on All one. All right, so we'll do that next. We'll make our weekly picks, Blue and JJ. That's coming up on the other side. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, with you tonight till 8 o'clock. Hackers off, I believe. Right? In the, uh, I believe that is the story. 
I, I will uh, reset that if that is not the case. But I am under the belief that he is uh, not on on this Friday night. So uh, we're going to take it till 8. I'll be with you as well at 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Which for you is like 5 a.m. for us normal people. Yes. <laughs> but I enjoy it. Uh, Hayes, uh, Carline, me, O'Brien, 8 to 10 on Sunday morning. Uh, get you ready for Jaguars football. I just got a text from a buddy. This is so wrong. It's what, 7.23? And he lets me know now that he can't play golf tomorrow oh, for our 11.57 Tea time, Is citing some wife stuff. Are you, re- <laughs> uh, you ready for a shocker? It's his wife. Okay, his wife's like, no, we have to do some Christmas shopping tomorrow. And I'm like, bro, you put in like sixty hours a week. You you put in more a week than I put in a month, and you deserve to be rewarded. Oh, you deserve to go out and get in eighteen holes and drink sixteen Miller Lights. Amen. And smoke a couple of cigars. She'll be fine. Tell your wife to do the online That's shopping. That's what I'm saying. Right? I you... spent 300 bucks last Sunday during the Jags game while sitting here working the Jags game. Didn't even have to leave my seat. Wives hate husbands who golf, and they especially hate them during the holiday season. I I just can't imagine how many wives right now are like looking at their husbands like, how dare you? How dare you set up a golf, a golfing event, a tea time? It's so beautiful outside, too. Did I just see Hacker walk by? I have, uh, my schedule says 8 to 10 Compton and Company. Mm. So I think Hacker tonight is being replaced by Compton and Company. Um, we have our Christmas party. Yeah, because I got so a text. I think maybe that's why Hacks, Hack took the night off for a party. I got the text earlier in the week that said, do you want to take off the show to go to the Christmas party? And I'm like, I would love to, but I really enjoy these Friday shows. You know, it's the last opportunity to talk about the Jaguars. I and agree. I'm also, I have also asked. I never take individual days off. I, I've asked off. For Florida State's bowl game. So this was like a trade. On the Thursday the 29th. Yeah, it's like, what are my choices? Party with Florida State Nation or party with you guys? Of course well, I'm going to pick Florida State. I think I'm going to head out late tonight. Are you going to go? I'll be like the late guy, the guy that shows up late. I'm not turning down a free meal. I'd love to go, and I've been to them all, <laughs> except for the, you know, the last couple of years. But, you know, the show ends at 8. I get there at 8.30. I get the two tickets for Free drinks. I'm done by 840. Isn't it, isn't it rude to leave? Isn't it rude? Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, that, listen, there's great people that we work with. Uh, this is, I believe, our 16th. I've uh, never even been to one. Holiday party. This will be I, my first one. We had one over here at Glenn's Liquors one year. You know? Really? Yeah. So the, that's I, what I'm talking about. Well, I made a huge deal about Glenn's Liquors forever. So we actually had a party. Uh, at Glenn's Liquors, yeah. yeah back in the day, that was actually far, Matt, drink. Matt LeVay who walked by. Yes. Um, Different body type than Hack. Yeah, I'm so, worried about your vision. My vision is perfect. <laughs> oh, I go yeah, to Shmunez Vision. Exactly. How dare you? <laughs> That's my bad. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, uh, but I, 
I, I mean, how do you give up golf at 7.30 on a, on a Friday night when you're scheduled to play tomorrow? You know, I, what am I supposed to do now? Call around and start out? I mean, I've only got four friends and, and one canceled on me. Unbelievable. And the other thing is, is I would figure you'd know your wife, right? I mean, don't act like this is a surprise. I know her. And, and this shouldn't be a surprise to you. You should have been able to figure that out. As a matter of fact, when I sent it, I was kind of like, did you check with your wife like yet? You wanted to ask that. <laughs> you should have texted his wife to ask. Skip the middleman. What happened to the wives that are like, just get my husband out of the house. I want him to play golf. David Lamb used to tell a story about uh, Tom Coughlin and his, his late wife that, that she actually called David and said, will you take Tom golfing? He's driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, so there you go. Enjoy your Saturday with your wife. Enjoy Christmas shopping. Lovely. Be a whole heck of a lot of fun. I'm sure there'll be no one in the stores on a Saturday. Oh, my God. There'll be nobody at Town Center. Empty. If you do want to donate next, uh, right now, though, for this big event a week from Saturday, it, uh, it would be great. Santa Lamb, that's two M's, santalamb.org. Let's get to our picks. We do it each and every week. We typically do five in college football, five in the NFL. That is impossible. Mm-hmm. College football, as we know it, is done except for Army, Navy. Take notice. And a thank you to all who serve. The game will be in Philadelphia. Of course, the Heisman tomorrow night. And then bowl games begin. I I believe a bowl game begins on, like, the 16th. I I probably should have put a bowl game. Gasparilla Bowl. Or something like that. I probably should have put it. I, I want to say the Gators play on like the 17th. Uh, yeah, they have an early one. All right, so the first bowl game is the 16th, like you said, in Nassau. UAB against Miami. No, Miami, we did not make a bowl game. This is Miami of Ohio. In UAB, Nassau? by the way, hired Trent Dilfer as a head coach. In Nassau? In Nassau. It's the Bahamas Bowl, I believe. Gators yeah. play at... On the Saturday, the seventeenth. Okay, the so next day, we yes. will be able to get that in next Friday. Of course, I was gonna they say play the Ga- Oregon State, and they have about ten players on the roster. Gators were gonna screw this whole thing up. I was gonna have to add them in against Oregon State without giving a lot of uh, putting a lot of road work in on the Beavers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not familiar here as well. Now we have a good <laughs> a week to dive into the Beavers. I watched that come from behind game though when they knocked off Oregon. That was entertaining in Pac-12. After dark. All right, seven and three last week. Yours truly, JJ five and seven. So season standings look like this: Rick Ballou eighty five up, fifty one down. JJ seventy nine and fifty seven. Now it's up to you. We can go one and one and keep rotating. No, or let's go one and one. Let's go one and one. Let's All right. Um, because you know, I could take the easy way out here mm-hmm. and agree with your five. But I know you're a better man. Than I that. know. Uh, truly, I am. I'll go first. I'll take Navy over Army. How you going? Good. I, I like the uh, Black Knights here. I'm going Navy or Army. Yeah. Army for JJ. Navy for Baloo. You are up. It's the Battle of Ohio. Cleveland at Cincinnati. I think that Deshaun looked absolutely atrocious last week. I'm rolling with the Bengals. How about the Rams? How about Baker Mayfield last night? I mean, 98 
yards, Potentially eight saved plays. His um, yeah, the best thing that can happen for him right now is like to not play again. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. just like and you just live off that and, and go into free that. agency. Remember that, right? Yeah. Um, but that was incredible. And you know, we saw on Monday night a very similar last-minute drive by Tampa Bay and and Tom Brady. But uh, the reason why I mention L.A. is last year's Super Bowl, we know, was Cincinnati in Los Angeles. Cincinnati is scary to me. They they really are. And they, they went overboard to try to address that offensive line with four changes. They just seem to be getting together at the right time. I did watch that game a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee. I'm going to take Cincinnati. You are going to take Cincinnati as well, correct? Correct. Even though Cleveland has had some sort of like juju over them recently, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. They beat them in week one, I believe, something mm-hmm. like that. But I like the Bengals here. I never thought that we would be in week 14 and a Minnesota-Detroit game would be arguably the most difficult game to pick. I'm going to roll with Detroit right here. And, I, you know, I have watched Minnesota play because I love Dalvin Cook. I'm, I'm always going to watch him if I'm home, you know, several screens. I'm, I'm just the Cook guy. But I'm going to take Detroit here at home. I'm, I'm going to take the Lions. How about you? They're the favorite. Yeah, which is by shocking. two points. They're yeah. a favorite over a 10-2 and two team. I am begrudgingly taking the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings get a lot of unnecessary hate because they win close games. But, I mean, they win the games. Um, I like them as an underdog. To win outright. All right. So when we put that one down, you like Minnesota. I will take Detroit. Another divisional matchup. It is uh, Philadelphia in New Jersey to take on the Giants. How do you see this one? I like the Eagles. Big. Yeah, I like Philly as well. Road team here. Both of us do like Philadelphia. Uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You know, Baltimore... Mm. You know, the, the loss here, ugly for them here, ugly win for them a week ago. Again, Pittsburgh is favored at home. Pittsburgh's one of those teams that, that you know, has to win probably three, probably four out of their last five games if they plan on grabbing a wild card spot. I, I'm, well, who's up here? One, two, one, two. You're up. It, it's me. I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore. On the road, okay, uh, even though they're the underdog. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is officially not playing, by the way. Yeah, I, I think they have arguably the best backup quarterback and in the he's NFL. he's perfect for their system, exactly. I had the Steelers. I scratched it out. I have the Ravens as well. All right, so we're both going in that particular direction. Uh, you are up. Carolina goes to Seattle. Seattle, I've been saying for weeks, is going to start playing crappy. Their defense is crappy. Um, but man, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go. Who's the home team? Uh, Seattle. I'll go Seattle. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, this the Seattle's better than we thought. They they've tapered off a little bit, but um, it's a long flight going from Carolina all the way out there. I tend to agree. Another very interesting game. Long trip for Miami, going uh, all the way out to Los Angeles. The Dolphins a slight road favorite i am going to take miami on the road at los angeles how do you see this one i think this is going to be another tough road trip and i think they're going to get exposed again i like the chargers in this one all right going opposite of me that is jj 
Uh, New England goes to Arizona Monday night football. Hmm. I'm going to take Arizona. Oh, I thought I was going to steal one from you. Yeah, I really don't like what's going on in New England on and off the field with the team. I mean, Arizona, it's not exactly great either. Bad point, but uh, yeah, I'll go with the home team. Of course, that is Monday Night Football. We have one other game. This will be the premier one coming up on Sunday afternoon at 425. Tampa Bay, fresh off their win, short week. Of course, the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy is your quarterback in San Francisco. How do you see this matchup? I love San Francisco. I love Kyle Shanahan. Probably my favorite coach in the NFL, but I I can't see Purdy beating the GOAT. Uh, I'm going to roll with Tom Brady here as an underdog, but I like them to win outright. Yep, I agree with you as well. Going to take Tampa Bay, yet another underdog I'm playing this weekend in the NFL. Jags at Titans. Well, I already announced I'm picking Jacksonville, okay? Yeah. And you want to give me four points. I don't even need the four points, okay? I'll play Jacksonville money line for crying out loud. I have the Jaguars pulling off an upset victory Which in if Nashville. You, if you did take the Jags money line, I'm sure you get like two to one odds. Oh, I would. Close to that. Um, I'm taking the Titans. I don't feel great about it with all their injuries and the recent struggles, but I think this is Derrick Henry's get right game after a few uh, rough weeks, I guess we could say. I like the Titans. All right. Uh, I am taking Navy. JJ is taking Army. We both like Cincinnati at home. JJ's taking Minnesota in Detroit. I'm taking the Lions. We're both taking Philadelphia in New Jersey against the Giants. I like Baltimore at Pittsburgh. JJ does as well. Right? You like Baltimore? Yes. All right. Uh, we both like Seattle to uh, to hold serve there at home against Carolina. I'm going to take Miami and L.A. against the Chargers. Uh, JJ is going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. We're both going to take Arizona on Monday night over New England and the primetime game at 425 on Sunday. We both like the road team. Tampa going to San Francisco. I'll take the Jags. JJ's taking the Titans. Season standings 85 and 51 for Blue, 79 and 57 for JJ. How about Al Army beat Navy? Yeah. Let's go. I remember uh, here I am ripping this dude for a uh, having to go with his wife to play golf tomorrow. I'm, I'm guessing it's like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago, eight years ago. And, you know, if I go anywhere near the town center, I break out. I, I, I just get hives. But my girls were so young then that, that I was still... Being a good dad. Right. <laughs> trying to be a good dad, doing a bunch of shopping. And what was the old bar over there? Was it, uh, was it Whiskey River? Yes, which I believe it got... Something happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that place went down. Every every time I went in there, the place was packed. But yeah, went in there uh, after shopping, and I honestly, I probably left the shopping a little bit early and let her continue with it, and I started just getting after it. But I there, there was a ton of Navy uh, guys who were in that bar on that particular day, and just buying them beers and stuff, and and it, it was a it was a blast. Uh, to be around, you know, kind of on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. you know, but, not having a dog in the fight, right? Though. But it was, uh, it was, it was really interesting, and, and again, that's going back quite some time. And I love the triple option, honestly. Like I enjoyed watching Paul Johnson's. Was that his name? Georgia Tech's <sighs> coach's name. Like I, I enjoyed that. that. Oh my god, it's so old school and 
The games go by fast. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't mind it's old like Big a, Eight uh, Southwest Conference stuff. Yeah. You know, when Barry Switzer ran it and stuff like that. But man, the Paul Johnson run offense just just drove <laughs> I me crazy. Playing it. Right. Oh my god. All right, so thirteen games this weekend. If you're not aware of this. Uh, obviously, within the division, Indianapolis is is out. They, they have their bye. And then you have five NFC teams with buys. You have uh, Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, New Orleans, and that team in Washington, D.C. So 13 games, six teams are off. When we come back, let's put our final touch on this Friday edition. If you want to get on in, best way to do so is the text line, and that number for you is 641-1010, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. That's a great Friday night hockey, including uh, coming up at 9.30, Boston. Taking on the uh, Phoenix Coyotes, or as they like to call them there, the Coyotes. Which I don't get. Uh, Ovechkin is, <laughs> I mean, I just don't. Ovechkin is five away. Uh, they're playing tonight against the newest franchise in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. And, uh... You know, he, he had two, not one, but two empty net goals the other night, which is hard to do, and he got two. And, you know, I had a little bit of fun because he's second all time. He has 51 empty net goals. You know, he's five away from 800, which is third all time behind only Gordie Howe and, of course, Wayne Gretzky, who leads it with 894. But I was like, it's kind of cheap. And even though Gretzky is the all-time leader, Gretzky has 56 empty net goals. Ovechkin has 51. You know, if he gets his 800th goal on an empty netter, and I was trying to think of what can you compare that to? You can't compare it to a PAT in the NFL. You, you can't compare it to a free throw because some of the greatest players who have ever played, particularly big men, have not been good free throw shooters. I don't think there's anything I get in sports. I was going to say like a home run against a middle infielder or something, okay. but that's so rare. Empty nickels are not rare. Uh, they, you know, they happen a lot. So I, there really is no comparison that's coming to mind right away. Barry Bonds got walked with the bases loaded. Yes. That's an honor. Yes. And that, it actually worked out for the team uh, that did it. You know. I believe it was Arizona. So that's happening. They're in the first there. They've actually, as a matter of fact, they've played 20. And oh. uh, the Kraken's up tw- uh, one nothing after 20 minutes of play. Prime Josh Hamilton. That all, I also saw that happen to him. For a few years, that guy was raking, man. Drug, talk about his drugs, demons. Dude. Demons they're for terrible, that young man. man. All right, so I'm not allowed to talk about the Heisman as a Heisman Trophy voter. Who wins it tomorrow night? Caleb Williams. I think that he won it uh, even before last week. I think really the only thing that could have lost him is if Duggan for TCU just went off and had an amazing game and won. Didn't win. I think it goes to Caleb Williams. Some are questioning his paint on his fingernails and yeah, you know everyone's that. looking for an angle. You know, does that define what you want as a Heisman Trophy winner? I, I don't believe Chris Fowler and ESPN will do a piece on that tomorrow night. <laughs> 
That, that's There's just not gonna... a Tom Rinaldi 15-minute uh, puff piece yeah. about his painting of nails saying what? F the school that he's playing. I think a lot of that stuff is – like, would you really not vote for a guy because of that? It's not even an off the field. I understand if the guy's getting arrested or, you know, whatever, cheating or something, but that – I want to keep my vote, so I'll give you my answer on Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How does that sound? Um, <laughs> big news, if you have not heard, six players out for Tennessee. That includes three defensive starters. Danico Autre leads Tennessee with seven and a half sacks. David Long, their leading tackler, inside linebacker, out. And their best corner, Christian Fulton, will not play. Also down, Traylon Burks, their top pick out of Arkansas. He has a concussion. He's not going to go. Trevor Lawrence, the toe, practiced today. He says he's good to go. We'll see on Sunday. Chad Muma won't play for Jacksonville, so it is the return of Devin Lloyd as your starter. That's basically it. Let me wrap things up with bet against Baloo. Okay, uh, won a game last night on a backdoor cover by Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. I did pick... Uh, the Raiders at minus six and a half. Again, I'm betting against the teams that I pick. So far for the year, before last night's game, I was 109.80-7, $1,000 increments, including losing 1100 on on, on uh, losses because I'm including the $100 juice. 109.80-7, what does that mean? If you were to bet on every game that I have bet on, You'd be up $21,000. After last night's win, you would be up $22,000. Jets at Bills. Bills minus 10. I'll take New York plus the 10. Therefore, I'm betting on Buffalo. I will take Cincinnati minus 5.5. Therefore, I'm betting on Cleveland. Texans at Cowboys. 17 points. Can't do it. Bob Kemp would... Bob Bob Kemp and Papa Joe Chevalier would never talk to me if I was to uh, lay 17 points down in an NFL game. Give me Houston at plus 17. Vikings at Lions minus two. I picked the Lions minus two. I'm going to, as well, uh, pick them here. Therefore, I'm betting on Minnesota. Hmm. Philadelphia minus seven in New Jersey, like Philly. Uh, The Ravens at Pittsburgh. Ravens getting a couple of points. I like them. Kansas City minus nine in Denver. I'm going to take the Broncos getting nine points. I'm aware of what happened to Kansas City last week. Tampa at San Francisco. I'm going to take the road team here. Buccaneers plus three and a half points in San Francisco. Carolina goes to Seattle. I'll take the home team there, although I hate the number three and a half. You're a fool if you're betting three and a half. I would never bet this, but for the sake of the bet, I am. Uh, Miami minus three and a half, same deal. I'm going to play them in LAC. I like Arizona, the home dog, plus one and a half. And, of course, I've taken Jacksonville, plus the four in Tennessee. Again, you are a fool if you bet on every game in the NFL, and I am proving that to you right now. If I was putting my hard-earned money into my actual selections, I would be down more than $21,000, okay? I'm not. I'm betting against my picks to prove a point. No one wins when you bet every game. And for those who are like, well, wait, Blue, you talk about betting all the time. You tell us you don't bet. I don't. Well, you told us that you used to bet years ago and you won. I did. I wouldn't bet on all these games. I would take two or three out of here and bet them. See, there's a difference. Betting on 13 games is stupid. 
finding two or three to bet on is the best way to go about it. We call it bet against Baloo. It's taken Jacksonville by storm. Everyone's talking about it. A little bit that like your picks were actually too good for a couple weeks and it was ruining the bit, but. (laughs) Hey, I lost Water last finds week. its level, exactly. I lost last week. I, I had seven uh, right and eight wrong. I actually ended up losing. That's $8,800 wrong, right? 7000 again. I lost $1,800 last week. Now, again, this is fictional money. It's all Monopoly money. I really do not bet. Folks, have a safe weekend. Have a great one. Uh, JJ, have a great night as well. Uh, we'll talk to you Sunday at 8 o'clock. We'll be here for Jaguars preview. Get ready for their game in Tennessee. Have a safe weekend. My name is Rick Ballou, Compton and Company. They are coming up in three, two, one.